The Living Funeral Society, Chapter 7, Mercy. Mercy's empty cup of Canadian lemonade sat next to them. Nine lemon seeds stuck to the bottom of the cup in the shape of a heart. They took out their phone and took the cup outside to their balcony to set the cup on their pink iron table that they put together without instructions with their best friend Sarah on a good day when their anxiety wasn't spiking and the COVID count was low. Mercy held on to that memory. Their neighbor had come out onto the balcony, drawn out by the laughter of two friends trying to figure out the difference between a nut and a bolt. He'd been wearing sparkly socks, and the pigeons on his balcony didn't seem to be afraid of him. Mercy didn't know his name, but they'd chatted a few times. On this occasion, he'd laughed gently at their confusion. He'd asked with kindness in his voice if they wanted his opinion on the bolt and nuts issue, and then pointed to his table, which was the exact same one but in a more demure, dark iron. Mercy and Sarah had been surprised by his friendly manner and a delightful discussion of why putting things together had ensued. That had been a good day, a warm afternoon. Mercy missed Sarah, but their anxieties combined and general good sense had kept them apart since the pandemic had hit its second wave. Mercy and Sarah had known each other for a long time, and their friendship was the kind that had survived distance and living in different countries and medical disasters and depression and the loss of other friendships. It was a lifelong friendship. They had plans to go for walks when they were elderly. They still frequently texted, and Mercy now took a picture of the heart in their cup and sent it to Sarah with the words, My cup misses you. Lifelong platonic friendship is a difficult thing to find, and Sarah and Mercy had bonded over their asexuality recently, and the idea that they could still be pan-romantic while not being interested in banging bits. Still, Sarah and Mercy were so delightfully friends, and their I love yous were the quixotic kind. Mercy felt so grateful to have a friendship that hinged upon mutual support and shared history. Sarah would send them songs when they were depressed or movie suggestions or quotes from books. Mercy would send Sarah pictures of whimsical things and the cards they painted and would write the beautiful moments from their day when Sarah was having a hard time. Mercy and Sarah had a strange way of being on the same page and similar life paths despite their age gap. Mercy had met Sarah when she'd organized a creative workshop as a kid and and invited Mercy to be the facilitator. Mercy had continued on as sort of a mentor and sounding board throughout Sarah's life. As Sarah aged into adulthood, their relationship had morphed into a friendship without those dynamics, a sinking of two equals from different generations. Today, Sarah texted to see if Mercy wanted to come grab a dirty chai latte from the cafe she worked at on the house. Mercy was feeling incredibly anxious, but the thought of seeing Sarah and getting a much-needed dose of connection went out. They grabbed their sketchbook and a small cardboard stencil they'd been working on and a mini spray can that they had made out of repurposed perfume bottle and filled it with thin acrylic paint. Mercy was excited to show Sarah the piece they were working on. They laced up their rainbow platforms, grabbed their iridescent umbrella, put on the mask Sarah had made for them, and took a deep breath before opening the door to their apartment and stepping outside.